Hello, good evening. Welcome to tonight's edition of Resistance TV. Uh, the local elections are uh, going to take place next month. And this evening, we've got uh, a number of our candidates who are standing for the Resist and uh, Tusk, the Trade Unionist and Socialistic Coalition. Uh, just sort of get their take on why they're standing and what they think some of the key issues are in their localities. We've got uh, Dave uh, Bolton, uh, Lizzie Fletcher, Phil Wagstaff, Neil Aldridge, and uh, Fari Madzakanda uh, is going to be standing for us in uh, Coventry there. But let me just uh, bring in uh, you, if I may, first, uh, Lizzie, in terms of uh, your bid to uh, get on to the local authority in your neck of the woods, which I think is Stroud, isn't it? What's the kind of key issues that you are confronting there and what made you put yourself forward for the election this time around? Well, it's it's in Stroud, and um, I think the reason that I was headhunted initially by the TUSC, they asked me if I would uh, put my money where my mouth is and yeah. stand for, for district council. And I do wonder about the calibre of the people that are representing us and what their agendas are. I don't even know who my councillor is, my local district councillor is. And I thought, well, probably how many other people are in that position? So I looked and asked people and no, nobody knew who the district councillor was. So I thought, well, perhaps, yes, I ought to change that. So, yeah, and went from there, really. OK, I mean, what's well, so some of the some of the key issues then, uh, Lizzie, in your uh, area then in terms of what the local authority might be able to address? Well, the, they are, a lot of them are being addressed, except for the fact that uh, the the District Council have implemented 40% of cuts of from the money from, they've received 40% lower money from central government, and they've implemented those cuts onto the people. So it's, you know, that that's something that we've got to fight against. We, there are all sorts of plans in place to use savings and to use uh, and to force the government to, to give local councils more money. And we must fight on that. We shouldn't just meekly accept that we mm. have to implement these cuts. And we've lost our Sure Start Children's Centres. We've lost adult care. Uh, in the in the community, we've lost care for vulnerable people. We've lost so much mental health services, uh, so many mental health services. You know, if if people go into crisis in any way, shape, or form, their only form of support now is charitable mm. or or punitive. You know, where they're punished for. Yeah, them. we're sort of going back. Um, you know, a hundred years it seems really. We're sort of moving. To the days of the kind of, I know it's a bit extreme to say, but, you know, the old kind of poor laws and uh, workhouses. I know we're not there yet, but it's that kind of mentality, it seems, that uh, is, is uh, pervading uh, the way in which public services are, are being delivered. I don't know whether you would agree with that, Lizzie. Yes, I would agree with that. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is that people are just sliding along with it. I know that most, so many people are propagandised, brainwashed, by, we're brainwashed from day one, the, the day we're born, to be consumers in a capitalist society. And we don't even think, we're not educated, 
about politics, we're not educated about socialism or any other system other than capitalism. Mm. We all grow up to be consumers and we don't, none of us realise how, how much of our lives is supported by socialist values and socialist uh, policies like the NHS, like public services, we used to own the gas, electric, water. Mm public transport there was so much that the people used to own and who who gave the government the right to sell all those things off um to private companies that now just leech money out of it out mm. of it and don't provide the services that local people need here you can't get a bus you know you can you can get a bus to one place it takes you three hours to travel 15 miles yeah, we've been on a kind of a one way street for uh, 40 years. I know we had a Labour government uh, under Tony Blair and Gordon Brown, but many of the changes that the Thatcher regime brought in were never, were never changed back. And so consequently, the days of municipal socialism, which was such a feature when I first joined the Labour Party in the mid 1970s, and there was a proud tradition of that going back many years, uh, has long gone now. And uh, you know the deregulation. I mean, you mentioned public transport. The deregulation of the of the bus uh, industry, public transport, back in 1985 by Nick Ridley was never reversed by New Labour, and so you're still living with the consequences of that today. Let me bring in uh, Phil, because Phil, I think you're representing, or we're hoping to represent, a uh, a rural constituency as well, which presumably uh, has similar problems to those outlined by. Lizzie there in relation to public transport, and I'm sure there are many other issues as well that uh, you might want to just tell us about now. You're right, it's Norfolk, that is a rural constituency. Yeah. But the uh, division, the, I'm standing in the county council elections and the division I'm contesting is uh, one of Labour's few hotspots. So one of the few places that has returned a Labour uh, councillor and yeah. that's uh, Thetford West. So that's, a, that's about as urban as you get in uh, Norfolk. Is it right? Yeah. It, <laughs> it what is, sort of population is it then? That they're, uh, oh, uh, Honestly, I don't know. Of the constituency, it's about eight and a half thousand, but the, right, right. the division, the whole yeah. town, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, it's a division. Like, really, I'm thinking about in terms of where you where you're going to represent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you'd be looking yeah. to make those people. Okay, yeah. And it's undoubtedly one of the poorer areas of yeah. the uh, of the town, but mm. uh, it's yeah. The county council have carried out all the same cuts that uh, Lizzie mentioned. She'll start adult care, mental. Everybody goes on about how terrible mental health care is but nothing's being done about it norfolk schools which is a county matter have um historically underperformed and they've, and they've with if, if promises were gold we'd be really wealthy yeah because uh, nothing's happened but uh, the worst thing is that uh, there's been a complete collapse in the council housing the uh the housing list grows and grows and the main target, it seems to me, of the district council is to keep the rates, the, well, the rates, the council tax down as low as possible. And the county council, apart from using uh, 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 adult care closures and things like that for political aims to get give themselves a little bit of publicity, after that, nothing happens. Nothing said. Mm -hmm. We had a, a we had an excellent care home in this division that. Um, even by the county council accepted was a, a good standard, an excellent standard. But the county council had uh, made a company 
to look after its uh, adult care. And guess what? The adult care had to make savings, so they closed it down. Yeah, yeah. And that's just yeah. that's just disgraceful. There's no yeah. need for this. No, and, the, and the Labour, as far as I can see, Labour, which is in a minority being so, apart yeah. from make noises during election time, do nothing about it. There's no real opposition, certainly yeah. 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 I mean, uh, they held a campaign, yeah. well, there are very few, about short start, the closure of short start schools uh, or outfits. And um, it's hard, it, 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 the amount of effort that went into it was pathetic. I was a member of the Labour Party at the time, so I yeah. have intimate knowledge. <laughs> we yeah. tried very hard. I think that's a feature right across the, the country, really. And I think that's sort of uh, that, that, that fervor that was such a feature of the Labour Party back in the day has is, is, is kind of been dissipated to a large extent. And oh, absolutely. I think, I think in many ways, local Labour councils have become very managerial rather than necessarily kind oh, of really totally. political. I mean, uh, the, as I remember, the membership was always saying, when are we going to do something? Why don't we have nothing ever mm. happened? Nothing. Well, one of the things that New Labour was very good at was taking the politics out of politics in local government. Absolutely. Anyway. And, uh, Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I think sometimes people forget why they are there. That's elected members. I mean, they forget that they're there to stand up for and represent, you know, the electorate, the people that put them there and, you know, the political party, if they're standing for one, that actually whose banner they're standing underneath, as it were. But often oh, when well. people get in, they end up just becoming, um, you know, uh, bureaucrats, really. And uh, Absolutely. Absolutely, not, and not very good but, at it uh, really, because that's not their forte. I mean, they're lay people. We've got well, they got you know professionals who are the, you know professional bureaucrats. And well, so I mean, the last time Lab the last time Labour was in charge of the county council, which is the coalition, I think, with the Liberals or the, yeah. uh, the Greens, um, they were all in favour of a unitary authority for the uh, involved yeah. for the counties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but they hadn't consulted anybody. No, no, it, it was just it was just the Labour group at County Hall decided yeah. that and we perhaps they, might get into, could... into into the structure of local government a little, a little bit later on in the discussion if we have uh, time, but because uh, it is a bit of a, a Byzantine uh, system it is, it is. that uh, is complicated, and the two tier structure is. Uh, I don't is think there great... was any politics. There wasn't any politics involved in it. It was just dazzled by the amount of money in Cambridge. Yeah, well, indeed, 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 get hands indeed, on. indeed, indeed, yeah. Let me bring Fari in now, then, because uh, Fari, you you are. Um, representing or hoping to represent a uh, an urban area i believe in, in coventry tell us a little bit about uh, your backstory and uh, and what the issues are that you think you're going to be confronting in in coventry uh, thank you very much for hosting me today uh resist uh, tv uh the uh, the word i'm going to represent it's working it's in coventry and the population there it's about uh, seventeen thousand. but apparently they are only 13,000 who are registered voters. Right. And for the past three year, three past elections, only 3,600 have been voting. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this particular time is I'm uh, pushing, um, I've been working in that area as a care assistant. Okay. And, uh, I know the, the challenges uh, which elderly people face. And I'm advocating for uh, the scraping of a 15 minute visit. Because yes. normally when you visit uh, uh, elderly, to, for you to, to be there for only 15 minutes, it's completely uh, not workable at all. No. And this is what uh, the, the social um, social care is uh, trying to put across. And uh, Fari, uh, this is the social care. Let me just ask you a question about that. Is it run by the private sector? Has it been, has it been farmed out to a private company or is it still being run by 
people who are directly employed by the council? No, it's run by private companies. Yeah. But the, 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 those private companies are, um, are, are directed by the council. So yes, of course. Basically, yes. they work. Yeah, they, they, they work even the, the, the time the council assess and then tell you that you have to spend 15 minutes or yeah. 30 minutes. Mm. But in, in real terms, you, if you go and visit the, the clients, it's, it's, it's unmanageable. You, you, you can't be in a position to prepare just a cup of tea within 15 minutes and possibly to, to, to care them, wash them and the like. So I am advocating that the, the 15 minutes should be scrapped completely. We should possibly start at 30 minutes or an hour, mm. whatever the, 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 the sort of the funding which is, uh, which is there. And also, we, we have got the uh, issue with uh, 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 youth centers which have been closed. So people uh, whom I have been speaking to within the world have said our youths are, are nowhere. They are most, in most cases, they are on the streets. So mm. they would want them possibly to go back into community centers where they can interact with their peers and uh, in a position possibly to to get some skills from there. We yeah. also have uh, the libraries have been closed again. And we wonder why the Labour Party is, is, is the controlling council council here have been uh, putting the policies of Tories where they've been cutting all the services which are meant to benefit the, the local people. And uh, you, you speak to the council, local councillors here, they will tell you, ah, no, we can't, we can't do that because otherwise we'll be sent into prison. They, 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 they don't have a spine. They, they, they no. don't fight for, they, they think for themselves. That's, uh, that's why I am really advocating that I, I would want to be there and be the voice for the people of Waking. Yeah. Well, best of luck, uh, Fari, with that. I mean, and you make a really good point about the fact that the social care is in a real crisis now. And uh, the, the sort of example that you gave of 15 minute calls, I think, is uh, pretty endemic really across the country. I know certainly in my local area, that's that's, that's a common feature. But uh, back in the day, of course, the um, care workers were all employed by the local authority and uh, they were given much more time to spend with their clients with with service users and we're able to build up a, a good strong relationship a rapport with with them whereas now it's very very different i've got personal experience of that as well because my, my mother-in-law i mean she, she's receiving care at the moment and often you know the, the care workers are just so pushed for time that you know they come in they're out they're in and out in you know in in, in no time really you know and the, she's very frail and they're supposed to provide uh, like an evening um, meal call for example and you know and uh, sometimes they'll, they'll come as early as in you know, a half past three to uh, do this evening meal as it were and uh, and uh, putting her to bed at uh, you know at five o'clock in the in the evening there's a cork i mean it's just you know it's totally disorganized and and it's all about the bottom line and raising as much money uh, as they possibly can using public services social care uh, in particular as a as a cash well, cow but let's go to neil i guess really um i'm my campaign is um to infuse uh I would say ordinary ordinary people to to sort of fill these positions within the council. Um, just just looking at the the selection of candidates, for example, um, you know, I, I I think we should have like a a few kids in here, like eighteen year olds, sort of deciding what the youth should be doing and how how money should be spent, you know, on on younger people. 
Um, I'm not I'm not being ageist, but um, the the positions are filled by sort of a privileged class out here. You know, they they seem entitled to to be sort of running the show for others and deciding how we should all be subjected to to cuts. You know, to 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 cuts to services, to financial cuts, to um, to increases in council tax and other costs. So, I mean, that's that's my campaign, really. I, on my flyer, it tells you how to apply to be a councillor candidate, for example, which in reality takes 10 minutes, you know. Uh, download the form, fill the form in, get it back to the, the council in time, you know. So uh, that's, that's, I mean, I, I, my... My policies are sort of to support um, more, more sort of affordable and social housing development, um, uh, to to restore services like uh, children's centres, um, where we were campaigning a few years ago or a couple of years ago, when the uh, the the Tory-dominated council decided to to shut down a lot of the Shore Start centres um and sell off the buildings and we we've no idea what what they've done with the money from the sale of the the buildings i mean even like cutting down they, they shut down public libraries just for the sale of the building so so you know we we're very rural we have like a bus pass through the village about a 15 mile radius um so it's it's just it just seems like that it's they're turning the thumb screws all the time, you know, trying to make things difficult. And I, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the the local councillors are actually doing. You know, they they seem, I think they're unaccountable because pe people are generally disinterested. Um, but you know, if if there if there was some positive action, I feel like they should be spreading the news, telling us, you know, what is what is good in the world at the moment. You know, what is good in the community. And, and what they are doing, but we, we, we rarely hear from them. So, um, so again, I, as much as I, I would be happy to fill a position, um, it's gonna be very difficult out here. I mean, I'm, I'm flying under the radar. Um, there's no mention of socialism on my literature because, um, because of the association or the misassociation or the preconception with the locals here. Um, I mean, obviously, we're trying to rehabilitate the uh, the kind of uh, the notion of, of socialism because uh, clearly it is the future, and uh, we are facing a massive uh, existential challenge as a, as a planet, which is being destroyed by a capitalist culture, and it's only through collective action that we're going to be able to rise to the challenge of climate change. I think, and local authorities have an important role to to play in that in, in their own way in the um some of the decisions you know that they that they make and uh, obviously they can't change the world on their own but there are steps that they can take which obviously will make a difference let me bring uh, lizzie back in just in terms of some of those points there that neil was was making uh, there uh, lizzie about our democracy and not really being fit for purpose and councillors not really being properly accountable nobody knowing who they are um i i, I mean, agree with everything that he said you know yeah. the thing is that people are People are by and large uninterested. 
in politics uh, mm. for and until they need help and then they discover that uh, their long-held belief that we still had a functioning NHS, that we still had adult care services, that we still had help for people in any situation. We don't have any of those services, but a skeleton of those services left. Mm. And mm. unless we unless we pull together and fight together, then we are never going to regain any of those services. Mm. And, you know, I, I think, yes, I try to speak to people without talking politics. Mm. I just say to them, you know, how, how much do you think it would cost? If you broke your wrist and you didn't have the NHS, how much do you think it would cost for you to get your wrist fixed? Or do you think that you would live forever with a broken wrist and be unable to work because of that? And they're like, well, I don't know. And I'm 15,000 pounds. Do you have 15,000 pounds? No, they'd say. Well, you'll have to live with your broken wrist then, won't you? You know, and just make people think about the, the the fact that all of the services that we provide, you know, as a people to support other people and ourselves, if we find ourselves in such a predicament, yeah. are all socialism based, aren't they? Well, indeed. And uh, I mean, I guess as a role as a local uh, councillor, I mean, to sort of pick up on that point that Neil was uh, was touching on there, I mean, it's very much a an elected community champion, isn't it, really, to be the voice of the of the community in the council? That's what you'd think. That's what you'd think. But if you if you ever bothered to go into your district council or even indeed county council, you would see you would be shocked. Quite yeah. frankly, you would be shocked at the caliber of the people there and what they propose and what their mm. agendas are. You know, mm. uh, it's very strange i know that a lot of people say well the only people that can afford the time to participate in local politics are the ones with no jobs either because they've retired or because they've got enough money that they don't have to work so yes it's going to be overpopulated with people who are um who are able to to take the time but they're not even doing it in in a in a nice way they're mm. doing it to further further mm. get more money perhaps or mm. or to to make sure that their friends are okay mm. and they're not concerned about the ordinary people at mm. all mm. Mm. what's your thoughts on that phil has that been your experience of uh, the way the local authority that you Oh, Absolutely. To to I mean, yeah. as you were saying before, I don't think there's any politics involved in it anymore as mm. far as the tourism. It's just management. If you mm. haven't got enough money, then you just put up with it and you cut whatever you cut. And I mm. think the idea is that, that the ordinary person is has no services, probably will have no job, may have is, is a t complete and utter indifference uh, to the uh, major parties. They're just mm. as long as things keep ticking over, whether you yeah. continue to suffer is a no, no interest in them whatsoever. I, I think it's going to take a lot more than electoral politics to win back what we've lost. Uh, the trade unions are going to have to. Yeah. Trade unions will have to get involved in this. 
I mean, I because suppose it's, it's um, it's uh, the electoral politics is what just one element, isn't it? I guess Absolutely. we need yeah. to be uh, mobilising people on the ground. We need to take advantage of this opportunity uh, of a local election to try and get as many people out there as possible to realise that all of our all of our lives are going to be drastically altered with the with the environmental problems and issues that we face with uh, the ending of lockdown with the changes in people's jobs you know opposite the labor party the other day were defending the jobs in the nuclear industry and the weapons industry so why are we facing our industries on war and extinction of our species very good very good question and uh, and certainly something that i think uh, you know it's not a direct responsibility obviously of local authorities but when you have a <laughs> have a platform uh you know it's important to kind of use it i think to, to raise those issues let me just have one more go lizzie at seeing whether we can get dave bolton i don't know if gaz can try and get dave back dave can we hear you this time can you hear me Oh, we can, mate. Can you hear us? Oh, that's good. Yes, I can. Yes. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about uh, your story then, Dave, if you can, because uh, you were saying you're a Labour councillor, and uh, so that's quite interesting. So tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, the ward where you're standing, and, and, and what, what, you know, why you're standing for us this time rather than uh, sticking with the Labour Party. Yeah, I was in the Labour Party for 35 years, and I, I was a, a, a Labour councillor for. Well, I'm still a town councillor, parish councillor but uh, a district councillor for 10 years and also in the cabinet. So I've right. So you've got quite a lot of experience then of, yeah. of local government. Yeah, I have a lot of experience. Um, but uh, as you know, what's gone in with the, with the Labour Party and everything, I don't agree with it. And I'm, I've got principles like everybody else and uh, I just yeah. can't support the party any longer. Mm. Uh, issues around uh, North East Lincolnshire are similar to what I've heard, uh, but we're one of the... Um, most deprived areas in the country and uh, they've been hit hard and um, this year they've announced another 5% increase on the council tax this is the third year in a row and for yeah. them they've also announced for the next three years there's going to be a 5% increase and uh, my biggest concern and Todd's concern is that we're going to be paying for Covid and uh, I, mm. this is why I'm fighting in northeast links so the chart costs are not passed on to the ratepayer and we should be lobbying government money to finance the covid um other issues with like i heard liz say about the sure start centers our six we've got six and they're all closing this year and uh, we'll, we'll need to fight for that as well because it is a conservative council now you know i was a councillor until three years ago and we we lost because uh, of uh, Brexit and everything else. And uh, I, I went on the doors and I took some abuse from our own supporters. Yes. And there's a lot of issues, you know, similar issues, you know, the finances. And 1.2 million people are in direct poverty, have increased their debt. Uh, one in three universal credit are also in debt, you know. It's getting worse and worse. After all this COVID business is finished, I think they're going to hit us hard and we need to fight to stop them. And that's what I'll be doing but, along with the other Tusk Well, members. very much so. More, more power to your elbow and uh, obviously lobbying uh, 
government for more resources is, is crucial. But there are obviously things that local authorities can do where they can protect the vast majority and introduce a redistributive uh, council tax system to ask the wealthy people to uh, but shoulder the burden. I mean, local government finance is broken. It, need, it needs to be uh, completely revisited. But uh, as things currently stand, uh, that will require primary legislation. And uh, we are where we are. And so I think it's important that councillors use the tools at their disposal. Can I just... Yes, go on. Can I just say that we're just a small authority? North East Links is a small authority, and we've lost eighty-four million pounds in money yeah. from the government in the past ten years. And it's, no, indeed. And it's just continuing and continuing. The authority is dead, but it isn't. It's carrying on. Mm. And we need to fight it. We do. I mean, and uh, you know, absolutely, our austerity uh, is is kind of continuing and. Uh, you know, you've got uh, the Chancellor talking about uh, there's going to have to be a reckoning, which is nonsense, because that's not required. In fact, as a currency issuing nation, there is no in, there's no real impediment on the government in terms of uh, finding the resources. So uh, that that is a ruse, I'm afraid to say, which is, you know, is going to hurt working class people predominantly. And it's really important, I think, that we do explode some of those myths and that we, uh, you know, use our positions to, uh, you know, argue for, uh, you know, for a different approach, really. Um, but as I say, on on the uh, on the local uh, government front, um, you know, being in a local elected community champion is is something which I think local councillors should be, not become the sort of, uh, you know, a spokesperson for the council. Was I mean, was that? I mean, you're a long-standing. Former, well, standing council now, actually, aren't you? Existing council. I mean, what's your sense of, of how councillors have conducted themselves over the last 30, 40 years in, in your experience, then, Dave? Uh, in my, well, I can only speak from my own experience. It's just that, uh, you know, the big part is they toe the line and they have to follow policy. You know, you know yourself, Krista, we've all had to follow policy and. Um, not rock the boat or whatever, but now, mm. now since Starmer and them took over, took over, I felt I couldn't stay in. We've got to come outside and fight because uh, Starmer and Co will be exactly the same, or if not worse, than the Tory government. At least you know where the Tory government stands, but the Labour Party you don't. And uh, so yeah. I felt that I had to come out. Yeah. Can I ask Dave Bolton a question, please? Yeah, go on, mate. Yeah, of course. Uh, far away, Phil. Dave. When you when you were still within the Labour group of councillors, how much discussion about policy was there? Was it simply somebody saying, "Well, head office says it's this, and you've got to follow it," or did you actually discuss it? No, no, I, I, I can't say it was like that. No, no, we did do lo we we spoke locally. We met with communities and you know the community groups, etc., and we dis we did discuss policy. Well, of course, the financial side of it is completely different. It follows, and so if the local, you know, if the local community the line, gave you, like they, if the local community gave you an opinion I've that was different, <laughs> did you then did you check did you change your policy accordingly, or you just say tough? I think I think Dave's lost the. No, no, we didn't say tough or anything like that. Uh, no. I did. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, we got you, mate. We can hear you. There's just a bit of a delay on the line, I think. No. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm so far away, as somebody said. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I did. Uh, we did listen to people. And, uh, we. Well, no, we did. We did listen to people, but of course, we have to come to a collective decision, and then you have to stand by the decision. That we had arguments within group, like everybody does. We had arguments, but overall, the majority rules and uh, labour regulations state that you cannot, if by group, you have to follow that decision. But outside, I have to follow that decision, and I can fight now and stand up for the people yeah. yeah for me that's the joy of standing for the TUSC yeah go on Lizzie you know, yeah that's the joy for me of standing for the TUSC and yeah. resist is that I am my own person and I am going into the district council elections to represent other people like me and I will be fighting those cuts and refusing to implement them and I will be coming up with different strategies that we can employ to to tide us over until we until we receive until we fight for um, more money from central government it's it's mm. it's taxpayers money it's our money so mm. why you know it's it's completely it seems to me that it's completely corrupt, that uh, that we are paying out, people, ordinary people, are paying out every day to survive in austerity measures, uh, mm. while, while the people in the government and the people in local councils, don't forget, they don't get paid, but they get a good allowance, and the staff in the councils uh, are on more than MPs. Some of them, they're all on. They're all well, on the, sen the, se the senior, uh, the senior staff are. But of course, a lot of local government workers are are low paid and uh, and you know deserve a a big pay rise, of course. But the, you know the people doing the work, work like you know that Fari is doing, for example, although he's only uh, an externalised um, organisation. But you know, low. Well, in, in my local district council, the uh, the people who do all the work are mm. the ones that are that are put upon they are they've lost their jobs they've taken all the care the managers out of the assisted living accommodation luckily as a council we still have um our council housing we still hold all our council housing and mm. uh we are the only the only town in the county i don't know if we're how many of us there are across the country but there aren't many of us anymore most mm. people have outsourced their housing uh, portfolios, but um, we we have our own. But still, the the government uh, stuck us. They said that we couldn't we could sell the council housing off to people who lived in them, which was sounding great to the people who lived in them. But then we couldn't build any more. We had to send the revenue that we received from that back to central government and we didn't so in the end we had to opt out of it and that was uh, a, a labor achievement i believe mm. um i believe it was That's a labor changed now though lizzie of course yeah. because uh, local ironically it was the tories who lifted the cap on the housing revenue account so now local authorities and one of the things i'm hoping that our 
candidates will be arguing for, and certainly as part of the Tusk uh, uh, programme, uh, trade unionists and socialist coalitions programme, and ours, of course, resists, is to really focus in on housing and to be demanding that there is a renaissance in council housing because now local authorities, yes, new build properties after 15 years start to attract a, a right to buy discount, but there is no impediment now on local authorities finding resources to build the houses that people need. So the housing crisis right. that we now have across the country could be addressed by local authorities, and they're not being. That's what. That's, that's what's frustrating. That's right. Yeah. That's right. There is something else that I've thought of that I think that rural uh, counties are particularly going to suffer from is the introduction of electric vehicles. Mm. It seems a bit strange, but we uh, vehicle private vehicles are really important in most counties now because the bus service, to all intents and purposes, doesn't exist. No. So when it, when when all these and and uh, certainly in Norfolk, the majority, a large number anyway, of uh, the car drivers are elderly. Because it's a very much, very much a retirement county. Mm. The government have just yeah. opened up opened up an option for councils to get reinvolved with the uh, with the local transport services, buses, well, etc. Well, that, and that, that again is another area that you know we should be we should be definitely pushing. But, far but look, I mean, we've got about uh, fifteen minutes uh, left. What 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 would um, perhaps if we just maybe just go around the room and uh, obviously the connection is not not great with. Uh, uh, with Dave, so I don't think we're going to get you back, Dave, in a in a sort of format that people are going to be able to understand or hear you. But just perhaps, uh, if we could maybe just go around um, uh, and ask each of you uh, in turn in the last uh, sort of few minutes about uh, you know what it is you think or why people ought to be supporting you in your local elections. Neil, can you hear us? Would you want to sort of give us a, a, your kind of closing? remarks about uh, why you're standing and, uh, and what you hope to uh, encourage people to vote for you to do. I don't think Neil can hear us either, can he? <laughs> no, he always looks like that. That's a... Oh, that's a shame. It is a shame. Uh, Fari, then, perhaps you just uh, come back to you then. Fari, maybe if you could just sort of uh, tell us in, in the last few minutes then, I mean, what you know, if you had a message to your electors about why they should be supporting you what would that be right thank you very much chris um i'm saying on the 6th of may we have got the opportunity to check for a change to come in labor party and the tories have disseminated the the, the communities and they've made people suffer we are saying with the strong voice these things should change and people should be benefiting the communities should be taken care of. This is the public money, and it should not be in, in Westminster only for them to benefit. It should be channeled down to the communities so that we have uh, all communities which have been closed open and all libraries open. So I will be advocating for things to happen and to be voicing our voices more high in the chambers to make sure we are heard in representing our own people. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Fari. Good, good for you, Fari. And uh, Phil, what would your closing uh, comments be then in terms of a message well, to your I, I agree, Fari. I mean, what, what it is, I mean, if you want just, if you just want the councillors are going to sign off on the cuts and just continue, then continue just as you are. You, Labour or Tory, they got, they're all going to sign off on the cuts. But I would certainly be saying you've got to fight the cuts all the way and you just keep uh, fighting it. You never stop. 
you've got to uh, demand your rights. And I would be calling on everybody to come out and campaign against it, create as much uh, fuss as possible about it, not just give in. Where the, the other parties just have a little campaign, that's the end of it. Yeah. And then they just sign off and just close and that's it. No, nope. as you were saying, you, you can you can reorganize things so council housing you can be uh, started again you can change the council tax system so those who can afford it can pay more and those who can't afford it can pay less but i don't see anybody else interested in doing that that's certainly no. what i wanted to see well good for you uh, uh phil and, and yeah, yeah, terms phil. Of mobilizing the uh, the community i mean and, and there's some there's some looking back in history it's got to go back a little way but there are some great figures uh in local government who did just that i mean you only have to look to places like liverpool to lambeth for people like ted knight who absolutely mobilized oh. the community and got thousands of people actually on the street and in the end although they did get surcharged because local authorities could the councillors could be surcharged in those days in the early 80s under the thatcher government uh, he did get an extra 40 million pounds out of the government although he ended up being pushed out of office himself um, and there were many, many examples like that. I mean, Claycross, just up the road from where I live in uh, Derbyshire, uh, you know, they mobilise community. So it can be done. I mean, it's been done in the past, it's been done again. And so it's great to hear you talking in those terms, Phil. And uh, let's, you, uh, Liz, I've got, Lizzie, you've got the, the final uh, word then this evening. Uh, just to tell us a little bit in closing summary about why people ought to vote for you and what your key messages are. Well, I don't want to be elected because of what I can do for myself. I don't want to be elected because of what I can do for my party or, or anyone. I want to be elected so that I can change lives. Uh, so to, to as, far, as far as I can, local lives, people in the community, and not, not just those people or those people, every people, every person in the community, including so many things have just gone awfully wrong and everybody is just attacking those they feel that are beneath them while they're being attacked they feel from above and there is no need for any of it there's a lot to be said for kind and compassionate um, politics and kind and compassion compassionate communities and i hope that anybody who believes in those things you know i'm part of extinction rebellion which started here in stroud i'm part of make ecocide a law um I, in stroud i i believe in community r4c who opposed the incinerator that was imposed on us by cyril what's his name can't remember cyril smith was it a very large a very large fella came down from westminster and imposed a, a huge, disgusting incinerator on us. In, in, instead of Stroud District used to, well, still does, um, has the best recycling rates in the entire country. Um, we've been in all, on all the jet national media about it. And we are now reduced to, we are the only district council that are still doing recycling. You know, all the others, it's all going to the incinerator to be burned. And so I just hope that people start to wake up uh, and realise that we can all, we all go together in this, you know, and, and it's all about community supporting each other and providing uh, a, a level of support for everybody from our most vulnerable to our most independent. Well, 
there's, a, there's an old uh, saying that together anything is possible and uh, our job is to uh, mobilize people, encourage people, inspire people to recognize the strength of their uh, common endeavor that uh, when we when we work together we you know we are capable of, of achieving great things. So thanks very much anyway to everybody who's uh, joined us this evening for this uh, brief discussion about uh, the local elections and opportunity to meet some of our uh, candidates. So real apologies that the connections weren't too great, but let me thank uh, Dave Bolton. I know we were struggling to, to hear Dave, uh, Lizzie Fletcher, uh, Phil Wagstaff, uh, Neil Aldridge and uh, Farzi Madzakanta who is uh, going to be standing for us uh, in the local elections. And we've got uh, uh, between us, the Trade Unionists and Socialist Coalition and the Resist Movement for a People's Party, well over 300 candidates standing in different local authorities up and down the country. Uh, the elections will be taking place in the first Thursday in May. So uh, please look out and see whether or not you've got uh, one of our candidates standing in your neck of the woods and please lend them your support if you do. Next week, we have Alexis Sale uh, joining us for a, a discussion. Uh, so if you're free on Wednesday of uh, uh, next week, uh, join us at seven o'clock and we'll be speaking to Alexi and getting his thoughts on the political landscape as it currently stands today. Thanks for watching this evening and good night.